Real quick, I just want to apologize before we get started for some of the audio issues that you may be hearing in this episode. As you can tell, there were obviously a lot of moving parts to this show. <laughs> we wanted to do something a little bit different, and hopefully you still have an enjoyable conversation between myself and Mr. Mobile to listen to on this week's podcast. This special episode of the Pakana Weekly is brought to you by Ops Genie. They're there when you need them, your devs and ops teams. If something goes wrong with your business, you can rely on them to get you back up and running as fast as possible. And with the tools your team has access to with Ops Genie, your next incident doesn't stand a chance. Visit OpsGenie.com to sign up for a free company account for up to five team members. No credit card required. That's O-P-S-G-E-N-I-E.com. Never miss an alert again. Again with Ops Genie from Atlassian. You can tell by the mic on my face that this is probably a special episode of the Pocket Now Weekly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 334 of the Weekly, brought to you by Pocket Now and XDA Developers, recorded over two days from Wednesday, the 28th of November, 2018. Now, I'm somewhere in California, and actually, in each and every part of this podcast, I'm in a different place in California as I drive up the coast with the best bud. You know him as either Michael Fisher or, of course, the Mr. Mobile. We're driving up the coast in a Hyundai Nexo, and Michael was gracious enough to uh, invite me to be his co-pilot on this particular test drive where we're driving a hydrogen-powered car up the California coast. We've gone from San Diego to Santa Barbara up to San Francisco, and now we're actually in wine country in Napa Valley, and we're going to go a little bit further before this week is over. But while we were on this trip, we were having so many discussions on the road, as you do during a road trip. We've had a lot of fun, gotten to know each other even better in our friendship, and we had a lot of discussions that I realized we should be having on the Pocket Now Weekly. And this one in particular is a reminiscence of 2018, not only going through some of the best devices that we have had the pleasure of testing this year, as Michael has done his awards video over on his channel, which we do talk about in the first half of this podcast. But we also look back at maybe some of the other pieces of news that came out, some of the trends that we are looking forward to in 2019 that may or may not have started in 2018. Rolling. Oh man, I cannot believe. I can't believe we're doing it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Same. Yeah. You you can just sit there. I have to be a pilot. <laughs> but I would I would imagine that the boy band mics, as we've called them on the show, are going to help. Oh, most in this definitely. Yeah. I already feel like I'm driving a 747. <laughs> uh, so a to start off, for the folks in the back. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, so to start off, I'm I'm I wanted to ask like. Can you give a quick explanation as to why we're even in this configuration right now? <laughs> well, yeah, because I have the steering wheel's over here, so that's why I'm sitting <laughs> Not what I meant. We so, are in a car. Yes. That's a very special car, isn't it? Yes, it is. We're, we're in um, a Hyundai Nexo, and uh, Michael Fisher and I, obviously, you know, the Mr. Mobile is here with us right now. Uh, we're doing a special podcast for this week, uh, a nice one-hour just discussion inside of the Hyundai Nexo, which you're going to hear a lot more of uh, probably later this year, definitely in 2019, obviously. Um, it is a hydrogen-powered vehicle, Ooh. and we have been testing this out uh, thanks to Hyundai. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. Do I? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we do, we, there is a lot to like about where we are right now, to wow. be honest. Aside from the traffic, which we've taken advantage of, and that's the reason why we've set up these cameras, um, we are recording our podcast here. So this is the Pocket Now Weekly, episode number 334, if I remember correctly. But if it's not right, you'll probably heard the correct number in the intro that I'm recording after this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've spent the last few days together. We're spending a couple more. 
And then we're going to be together next week in a whole different destination. Oh, that's right. We have a lot of time together. And, and obviously, you know of the, as people say, bromance between myself and Mr. Mobile here. Big time bromance, brother. Thank you for having me on this, I'm by very, the way. very glad that you're my co-pilot for this one. <laughs> also, thank you for agreeing to do the podcast in this manner. <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking, man, like we're looking at the Android Auto ETA right now. We're driving from San Francisco to Sacramento at the moment. We've got one hour, 54 minutes left. And I can't think of a better way to burn time and traffic than podcasting. I agree. we've been talking this whole way anyway, ever <laughs> since San Diego. So why not record some of it? We really have. Like, we've gotten to know each other very well on this. But yeah. as far as tech-related, um, not really news is concerned, because obviously I, can't, I don't have a laptop in front of me. Jules isn't in the booth. <laughs> so I <laughs> yeah. don't have somebody prompting me for the, uh, for the news items. I, I kind of want to just take this hour to look back on 2018, get a little bit contemplative, because Mr. Mobile here actually just released his video um, – about the awards that he gave out for this year's devices. And I wanted to go through that list a little bit and just sort of maybe gush, but also reminisce about the year that has been, especially the last few months, my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good God. I loved the spread of awards you had, especially that well, the first one was the Captain Two Phones Award, right? Thank you. Yeah, I don't remember what order we put them in, but the Captain Two Phones Award most definitely because I knew I wanted to issue an award to like, here's the thing with awards, right? It's always best of. It's yep. always best of, it's always the best, the top, the the winner, the the loser, the you know, it's like I wanted to do one that was the weirdo award. Like, here's a phone that I really, frankly, have never recommended to normal people. Mm-hmm. But it's a phone that's so charming or weird or otherwise niche that it demands that, okay. I'm going to carry this, so I'm going to have to carry a second phone to make up for its shortcomings. Yeah. Um, And that phone was the BlackBerry Key 2. Bam. And that's that's so cool because, uh, as many of you know, the two of us uh, in this car right now are generally advocates for that keyboard. Yeah, we're the last two, right? Yeah, we are the last two. In the tech blogger world. (laughs) Indeed, yeah. I'll I'll always remember that one picture we took at Google I.O. a little while back, and we were all holding, at the time, it was Key 1. Yeah. And we were all so happy with it. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> what you see in this photo is literally the amount of people who would just use this phone. <laughs> <laughs> we're selling like BlackBerry fans short. Of course, there are people who buy the key too. And Absolutely. It's, yes. And it's it's great for, for a lot of folks. But for people like us who rely on cameras in particular, mm-hmm. you know, you need a second phone. Um, and and for the various other things like a big screen, if you yeah. want to, you know, I don't watch Netflix on my key too, folks. Sorry to disappoint you. I have, I've I've done extensive YouTube viewing on there. <laughs> have you really? I've I have done to some say, YouTube it, viewing. On it there. takes a little while to get used to. I will admit. Yeah. Um, and you have that entire keyboard on the side that sometimes you wish you could use for certain functions, like skipping forward a few seconds or use the scrolling uh, app or, uh, the scrolling uh, ability in order to do the 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 seeking inside of the video. Yes, obviously not the case. Uh, but that's fine. Like I. I I look past it. I, I think – oh, and you, need, and you know what? Since we're on the topic of the key too, how do, I've always viewed myself as a very tolerant tech person in the sense that because – like I know people who would look at the key too. They would see that keyboard on the side. The fact that the screen is not even 16 by 9. Uh, it's definitely far from 18 by 9. It's 3 by 2. Yeah. It's 3 by 2. And they would just – they, they would just lose their minds over it. They would yeah. be so upset. There would be just so much vitriol in their voices when they talk about the experience. I'm not that way. Like, it doesn't take much for me to adapt. And you know what's crazy is, like, you will get feedback from all sides of the things, of the of the question in the comments, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it seems like every every time that I get really enthusiastic about a device, 
there's always a segment of folks who are just like, well, you're being paid to say that, or you're you're just a you you just like everything or whatever. And then when I really slam a device, they're just like, you're too hard on this, you're too narrow, and you can't say. <laughs> so it's impossible to please everybody, right? We've oh, just got to exist in our own way, and that's why when I was putting these awards together, I was like, you know. Um, I don't have the review lab that uh, that some folks do. I don't really deal with – I don't do review scores. I can't do spreadsheets of, of averages. I'm just going to sit and think about this and select winners based on a cocktail of, of considerations, including how much they've affected the market, how, how well they achieved their various objectives, uh-huh. but also mostly how much they've affected me. Yeah. For better or worse. Which, at the end of the day, is really what matters, right? Yeah, and well, yeah, for, for me. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the thing I'm about to say next is not to say that you had to create an award for the Key 2, but I love that you had that angle and it fit right in. Yeah. And it made so much sense. Like, personally, for me, and I feel like a lot of people will agree that if I had to choose a Captain Two Phones award, I don't even know what I would call it if I were doing the same thing. My dual wielder <laughs> or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It My secondary. What, what would you, do you know what you would award it to? I would have awarded it to the Pixel, honestly. Because the Pixel 3? Yeah. Nice. I, yeah. I, I very much use the Pixel 3 on the daily to begin with. It's not the vlogger's camera I had wished it to be, but it is... God, those photos are just so good. And if I need... If I had even a Note 9 on me, and then I had the Pixel on me, probably more than half the time I would still reach for the Pixel because I just know what I'm going to get with that. And Definitely. with a Note, I'll get a good photo, but I know that the Pixel will do even more than that. Yes, particularly in still mode. I think going over to video, yeah. it might be a much closer contest between Note 9 and Pixel. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Pixel's at nighttime. We're, I shoot in low light a lot in, in video, and the noise really is is still an issue. It w- I, I actually would probably have the Pixel alongside some sort of really oddball device that I enjoy. Something like the any of the new phones coming out that have like mechanical parts that slide or that have motors like the Oppo Find X. Yeah. I probably have that just because it's fun. Oh, but then super the, fun. And then the Pixel fills in all the gaps that, that the first phone uh, doesn't have, like the camera. So I, I feel like that would be my case. Right. And I think a lot of people over here at Pocket Now would probably feel the same way, that the camera is just so reliable that it makes the experience. Like I said in my review, if you haven't seen that yet, it's over on my channel. Um, of course, Jaime just did his review on uh, the Pixel as well, so you can see that here at Pocket Now. But yeah, I called it the most disappointing phone I still use every single day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that perfectly encapsulated, uh, encapsulates it, I guess. Did you have the uh, the XL? Yes. Yeah, see, I think if I, if I used the XL, I would be in the exact same boat. Because I tested the smaller one, though, uh, every time I pick up my Pixel 3, I don't immediately want to throw it into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The XL is pretty ugly. Well, I remember I remember you and you and I were choosing our devices, and you, you were kind of adamant to whoever we were talking to, like even the small one. <laughs> yep. And I wanted the, the, the large one. I wanted to see what that large screen would be able to do if it would be that fun. And I, I, I'm, I'm happy to report that it is generally a fun, a fun screen. Even with that notch in there, like I, I hide it using Nacho Notch, though. Let me just tell you that much. Nacho Notch. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, you also don't have the penalty. I pay the price for the smaller phone because the battery doesn't last long at all on the oh, small Pixel. True. Just like it never has. The smaller Pixel has never done well. But even then, the XL, I would not, I would definitely not call it a long-lasting phone. And isn't that crazy? You're not running any crazy extra software on it. You're running Google's Pixel take on Android. You're in, and it's doing this crazy RAM management thing where it's closing apps in the background yeah. much more often than I think it should, and yet these things are not battery outperformers. It's very, very strange to me. Yeah, indeed. I, If I remember correctly, the Pixel didn't really make any of your awards, did it? It didn't. Wow. Yeah, it didn't. As good as the Pixel is and as much as I genuinely do use it all the time... Um, uh, it's it's this struck me as a year that Google really didn't excel in any particular respect outside of the camera, which is particular, which is already what we were expecting. Yeah. So it it just seemed it just didn't really. Honestly, I didn't consider it for long at all. I, I sort of knew all along that no, this isn't really a year where the Pixel's shining. So, no. Indeed, yeah. I I, I look back and. The Pixel 2 XL was far superior in audio quality. Oh, in, you mentioned that. In microphone. I just remember times, uh, uh, David Immel, uh, shouts out to David, uh, he once did a full voiceover just using the Pixel 2 XL. Did he? Using a, uh, a voice recorder nice. on there. I don't know if it would be, I, I don't see why it would be different. Once you hit the record button in the camera, I imagine it wouldn't be different. So I would say probably the mics on the 2 are way better than the ones on the 3. So hmm. I don't know. It's, it's really odd. But that is that is probably the most disappointing part is that the audio just sounds so bad um so i I agree with you it probably would not it would get the uh dual wielder award in my case but i don't think it would actually fit any of the other categories like the ones that you had right um what was the one that you did okay so just kind of uh waving my hand up here you can see that uh rings are now a thing and i'm trying to remember what was the award that you that you gave uh this particular ring you are wearing (laughs) these this was one of three awards that was classified under the stay mobile award stay mobile that's right uh and basically i just picked that name because that's the catchphrase and uh it, but this was a category focused on non-phones okay so that's why it was one of the state mobile awards it's just the best of the non-phone stuff that i thought stood out this year for me it was the motive smart ring mm. which i am wearing right now as well yes i'm wearing its competitor the aura and uh we were we were throwing around a few different terms because we were kind of comparing our rings over dinner the other night and it's like this is the ring for fitness trackers and my ring the aura is the ring for the biohacker and he like scoffed at me <laughs> yeah he's like god the biohacker like, openly guffawed into my stick <laughs> biohackers i mean i i have to say that the motive does do a lot of things really well it definitely takes the fitness tracker and puts it into a form factor that makes perfect sense um and it's something that you would quite literally wear all the time because it's that unintrusive um on the other hand it's also good looking too it is pretty good looking as well yes you should have seen the original aura ring yeah we had a big old lump hump yeah it it was a huge little thing yeah it was it was really weird um and that's why when version two came out i jumped right on it because they figured out how to streamline their design um but the motive uh in particular like so step tracking uh, sleep tracking, yep. heart tracking. Yes. Um, and you mentioned that it has uh, another new feature. The uh, I need I need an explanation as to how this ring does the does the two factor authentication. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, have you not used it? No, I have. But it's like I I I looked at the technical st- stuff and I was trying to write it up, and that's when 
the middle of Techtober happened, and I just like the review went right to the back of the shelf. I knew what my conclusion was going to be, ah. but I didn't. I don't actually have the video put together yet. So, what effectively, if you're familiar with a YubiKey or Google's Titan security key, sure, um, this serves the same purpose. Where if you're not familiar with that, basically you input your password. And then where you would normally get a two-factor authentication prompt being like, hey, let us text you your one-time code. Don't use SMS for that. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with two-factor authentication at all, put two-factor authentication on everything, please, immediately. Yeah. Security is. Oh, uh, man. Mm -hmm. um, but instead of using that texted, getting a texted code sent to you or emailed to you or through an authentication app, you can just have a physical key. And the Motive Ring can now serve as that physical key. And you... You tell the computer, use my physical key, and then you do this little this little hand move that I can't really illustrate uh, with words too well. Except to say, like, you know when somebody's asking you for a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and you're like, oh, it's kind of mediocre? Yeah. You do a like, little, eh, little okay. hand wobble? Yeah. That's basically what you do. And uh, it on, on to where, though? You just do it in open space. The accelerometer tells the ring that that's what it's doing, and it authenticates through Bluetooth. Ah. Yeah. Uh, to your computer, whatever you're trying to log into, Chrome or... Uh, but it has to be anything. Bluetooth connected to that device. Yeah, that's correct. Ah. And so does a YubiKey or a Titan key. The very first thing you do when you're authenticating it is putting it in a pairing mode. It forms a Bluetooth connection. You do a one-time pin. And uh, it's it sounds... Here's the problem. It sounds really complicated. It sound, if I was listening to this, I would be like, I don't ever want to buy that. That sounds way too complicated. <laughs> but once you, once you get used to it, it's great. Because no one who doesn't have that physical key can get into your stuff. Yeah, and security should be the easiest thing to market to people, but it, it, it's hard to but explain. it's hard. And do you know, you remember what BlackBerry said when mm -hmm. we were pressing them for questions on the key too? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, well, here's the problem with security. Uh, if security is working right, you never hear about it. Yes. Because yes. nothing's wrong. That's true. And it's impossible to sell that, really. Yeah, so I agree. Like, okay. Um, I, just to give a little bit of uh, extra information as to the ring that I'm wearing, it's it is a fitness tracker, but its its main claim to fame is uh, using that information to sort of coach you. And the main metric that it does that the Motive does not, which is the reason why I picked it, is that it it actually. Um, it tracks your heart rate variability. Now, I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of it, but it's not just that it tracks your heart rate. It also tracks the amount of time between the beats of your heart. And when it's varied and it's uh, it's different with every beat, that actually means you're more relaxed and that actually means you're quite healthy. Which it blows the, my mind. Yeah. If your heartbeat, even if it's at 60 beats per minute, is the exact same amount of time in between every single beat, that means that your heart is working on something. That means your heart is actually working, I should say. It's not just relaxing. I can't, that's so crazy to me. As yeah. I said to you the other night, I was like, I would think that if you were super healthy, your heart would be the most consistent thing out there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. no. Because when you think about it, in relaxation, your breath is not labored. It's not very, uh, it's not very uh, uh, uniform between breaths. Mm. But when you need to do something, your breath is actually very uniform. Oh, uh, that's true. But when you're just kind of chilling, you're just like breathing. You're just breathing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're relaxing, your heart's just beating. It's just not doing anything else. Uh, so this tracks that. And based upon those metrics all together, it gives you like a, an assessment of your readiness of the day. And it allows you to see whether or not this particular day is a recovery day or if you can push yourself a little bit harder in the gym or anything like that. And it's, it's useful because I, I personally think that fitness trackers have a wealth of information. What you do with that information is the next step that most people don't understand yet. Yes. Um, so that's the reason why I like this. Um, the uh, Stay Mobile Award, I don't know what I would give in that case, but if it were going to be something non-tech-like, 
I don't know. I mean, even these GoPros that are right here yeah. looking at us are pretty awesome. We're shooting this with the GoPro Hero 7 if you're and watching the video version. The sun is getting dark. It's getting darker, rather. Like, the sun's going away because of daylight savings. <laughs> uh, so hopefully the video looks fine right now. Uh, but, yeah, the GoPros have been really great. And we've actually used it to get some awesome footage of just even driving these car, this car. And we've been pretty happy with it thus far. Uh, let me see. I know. Let's I maneuver. Know. Yeah, I'm gonna let you maneuver for a sec, so that we. Thank you, friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, had a little merging situation there. Yeah, that guy was coming in hot, huh? Eh, it might not have been his fault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the disruptor. The disruptor. Yet again, the 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 imagination of Mr. Mobile here. I when I when I heard that <laughs> those two ter- when I heard that term uttered in the video, I was like, yes. Oh my god. That's just the coolest name for a, an award. <laughs> I am so grateful to hear you say that because I found it to be the most derivative, like tech tech buzzword bro oh. nonsense stuff. Like I, the only reason I well, I tech crunch it- might be coming for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason. And I called it the I called it the the disruptors because it was literally the most perfect award name. Yeah, uh, for sure. We do go back to phones with this one, and anyone I think I even said in the video, anyone who's ever followed phones for even the last year knows already what this is, mm-hmm. and it's not because of uh, of all the branding, but. But really, the red hydrogen one really was uh, remarkable. I'm sorry. <laughs> as, uh, I, as I cower. Like, I'm just like, mm. No, yeah, the OnePlus 6T. Yeah, indeed. Which I love because, like, okay, so just to, just just so we can get into, like, the general uh, information about the phones that we've used this year and reminiscing in a more general sense, um, phone of uh, best oh, phone of the year or best phone? I don't remember what term you used for it. It was phone of the year. I was saying it was phone of the year. Phone yes. of the year. Um, you can you can name it off. It was your video after all. It's very, very difficult to come to that conclusion, but I guess we'll talk to it. We'll talk to it a, a little bit later. The Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Mm-hmm. That's what I consider to be the phone of the year. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up in this particular portion of the discussion is because I I have I on a personal level as JV I have yet to finish all of the reviews of all of the phones. It's just been such a busy time as you can see. Yeah. Um, but if I had to think of it right now now, what phone I think could be the phone of the year, I it's a dead heat between those two in my eyes. Oh, between the OnePlus 6T and the and Mate, the Mate 20, Pro? 20 Pro? Exactly. Interesting. Part of the reason why is because the availability of the OnePlus 6T is such a compelling part of that package. And, and we should probably reiterate right now that we're coming from an American perspective, true, as always, true. and the 6T hitting carrier shelves, the first OnePlus to be sold in a carrier store, that yep. is huge for us. Literally available all over the U.S. now. And to be honest, pretty huge for OnePlus, too, with their demand. And for the 6T, up 86%, was it? <laughs> yeah. Over the Something six. like that. Yeah. Uh, really, and, and props to them. And also, it's just really great to see that a solid, maybe even more than solid phone, is getting the exposure and the, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Distribution that it, that it, yeah. that it deserves. Um, and even then, you were saying it's now, we, we do come from a more U.S.-centric perspective. But if you were to compare the OnePlus 6T and the Mate 20 Pro, the Mate 20 Pro is far more limited in how many places it's available than the OnePlus 6T. Definitely. So you have the U.S., you have Canada, you have Europe, you have uh, India, Asia, South America. It's, it's available not only through e-commerce channels easily, and that's some, it, it is 
is available through e-commerce channels easily is what I meant to say, which is actually not something that the Mate 20 Pro can really boast as well. Very true. Yeah. But just to, to stick with the 6T for one second. Yeah. Um, I want to say that, like, I, I, I think I've seen a little bit of pushback in the comments, and I want to say it's totally justified. I think everyone's sort of tired of OnePlus doing this thing every year that they do, where they're like, hey, we made a really great phone at a really affordable price, but we kind of yeah, bumped up the price like they do every single generation. And by the way, don't tell me that don't tell me that keeping uh, that eliminating the lower storage option is not bumping up the price. <laughs> yes, this is the same as the last 128 gig OnePlus phone. But when you eliminate the 64 gig or whatever the, that tier was, you're de facto increasing the price. Yeah. Don't get taken in by that crap, guys. Uh. Secondly. Um, you know, OnePlus has also leaned on this branding for a long time. It's like, yeah, we're the, we're the alternative. We're the, we're the, you know, you don't have to pay this much for your phone. You should buy this one. And they've leaned on the community angle for a long time where it's just like, we, you help us design the phones. And it's like, yeah, if that was true, you probably would have kept in the notification light and the headphone jack. There's a lot of things to complain about with the OnePlus if you're a OnePlus fan. True. But what struck me about the 6T was it's... It's the first one for normal people that normal people can buy and that I can recommend without... There's a 16-minute slowdown ahead. <laughs> and that I can recommend without saying, uh, yeah, you got to buy it unlocked and you got you should get it on Amazon or whatever. Or one plus no, just go into your T-Mobile store, buy it, or buy it unlocked and use it on Verizon, and you're going to get a great experience for 550 bucks. That, that's fantastic. I, I, whole, I wholeheartedly agree. And to... I don't know. I, I also have to give some credit where credit's due that despite some of the choices that OnePlus has made to, to remove certain features like the headphone jack, at least they're putting in effort to make sure that those holes are at least addressed by creating a great $20 pair of earphones in the USB-C bullets. By creating a a great opportunity to make $19.10 in profit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, that, is the, that is the harsh reality of it. But I would be more upset about it if those were crappy earphones, and they just are not. For the record, are these the ones you talked to me on the other day? Yeah, the microphone is a little too sensitive, Woo. as Michael pointed out. Woo. <laughs> yeah, that he sucked. could hear everyone around me plus me, and it was hard to hear me because of that. <laughs> I could hear the person 20 feet away from you digesting their meal. <laughs> <laughs> they sound fantastic, though, and they're, they're easily accessible. Even then, OnePlus also has the Bullets Wireless, which themselves, if you are a Bluetooth person at all, uh, those are really good earphones as well. They're low-profile. They sound really great, um, you know, and at least they're trying to address those things in certain ways. Yes, it would be best if they had the headphone jack and just kind of called it a day on that. But, you know, at least there are alternatives that you can recommend, too. I could recommend the bullet. I actually recommend the bullet wireless to people. It is a good Bluetooth headset for what, $50, $60? Yeah, and, and on the flip side of the gauge, I'll call out another one of my Stay Mobile Award winners uh, with the Sony WH-1000 oh, right. XM3, or the Mark 3s. Uh, they're $350, mm -hmm. but I love that you can... They're the best over-the-ear Bluetooth headphones I have ever used, and I love that you can buy those and a OnePlus 6T and still come away paying, I think, like a couple dollars less than you would like a Note 9 or an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, at their launch prices. Obviously, all the phone prices have come down for the holidays. So. And even then, neither the Note 9 nor the iPhone uh, made it in your running. 
Yeah, that's true. But Note Nine was close, though. It was okay, yeah, that would, yeah, which yeah, makes yeah. sense to me. Uh, Note Nine is a, still a beast, and I, every time I use it, we've been using it on this trip a lot. Because, folks, I don't know if you know, California, big state, not covered by every network. My only Verizon SIM is in the Verizon is in the Note Nine. So every time I pick it up to use it on this trip, I'm like, oh. God, I forgot how much I love this phone. Was that your um, unit provided by Samsung? Yeah. So, okay, good. Uh, you just confirmed something for me that I've been meaning to, to test, if a Verizon SIM would work in the Note 9. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I have not uh, done that. I just kept it in my Pixel. Most um, F, yeah. Okay, so with that, um, the Mate 20 Pro. Okay. Yeah, this is... The, I'm still... Um, it's a daunting task to review this, uh, not only for pocket now but also for myself because oh my god there's so much to talk about with this yeah thing. i want to hear your take on the mate 20 pro first i wish that i, I could of, i say the same thing every time <laughs> i wish i could give you more info than is in my head right now because i actually haven't used it properly as a daily like for for long enough to formulate a full opinion mm. and this is one of those phones that requires that amount of actual usage and i'm not just talking about taking it out to like a food festival or a food truck festival and taking pictures with it and assessing it in that situation you have to use it at night you have to use use it on a trip you have to use it when you're out and about because the camera is that versatile at this point you Definitely. have the wide angle you have the night mode you have uh, good stabilization in the video um, the video mode may not be the most robust interface which we've learned today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over the last couple of days and so you have to understand you have to understand that th this review I think this year is the hardest one because um, with the OnePlus 6T, I can wholeheartedly recommend it to everybody. For the Razer Phone 2, which I'm reviewing right now, it's a great phone for what I call the unapologetic. The people who are like, I, I know exactly what I'm buying. I'm a Razer fan. I want the whole world to know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the unapologetic for that. The Pixels for like IG boyfriends and photo takers. But the Mate 20 Pro, it fits in so many different categories in different ways. And I'm, I'm flabbergasted by how to succinctly say that in a review. <laughs> right. Well, from my perspective, the Mate 20 Pro is, is a hardware tour de force. Yes. And I mean, I'm, I really mean it when I say hardware, because mm -hmm. when it comes to software, I think we could have a whole podcast episode this, this length, just talking about the things I would change about the software. Yeah. Um, but I was sitting there in that New York City briefing getting the lowdown on the Mate 20 Pro a couple of weeks ahead of its launch. And I realized a little more than halfway through that briefing that I was going to have to reschedule with the entire rest of my year mm. because we had the opportunity to go to London to spend five days with it shooting with the Mate 20 Pro in London. And I needed to take that. I had said no, and I needed to reconsider because it between all the cameras that you mentioned, mm -hmm. the... Um, the fa the facial unlock stuff that no one really has copied as well, <laughs> and I do I do mean copied from <laughs> from the iPhone uh, with the possible exception of Oppo. Yeah. Um, and the wireless charging and reverse wireless charging, which by the way is the best crowd pleaser. You bring that to Thanksgiving dinner nice. as I did, and you're like, my girlfriend's dad's phone was running low, and I was like, oh, is that a Galaxy S nine? Pass it over here. And I just put my Mate 20 Pro down on the basement, down on the table, put it on top, and I'm giving him a charge. And then 20 minutes later, he got 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. And, I mean, and then you take it all the way into the industrial design, you know, man. And the, the, the fact that they've hidden the speaker in the USB port. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many incredible moves that Huawei made in terms of hardware. That phone, it, 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 it 
reminds me of what it's like to get excited about a phone again. True. Like yeah. I'm excited about the OnePlus 6D in a very practical way. Yes. Like it's like an easy Android phone to recommend, and it's probably the best Android experience you can get from a software perspective right now. But for a for a phone that like it inspires the imagination. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do better than the Mate 20 Pro this year. I, yeah. I just don't. And you said it all about the camera already. We I should say that we're using a Mate 20 Pro as our primary mobile camera for this shoot in yeah. this Hyundai. Mm-hmm. And um, up until today, I have not regretted that for a second. I got to diagnose a little problem. Yeah, there's there's something that he that he has to look a little bit further into to make sure that it hasn't been a. Uh... What's the term I'm looking for here? It hasn't been a more widespread issue. Yeah. Um, oh, frame rate problem and shooting wide angle video. But, by the way, we are passing, we're going to, that's Nap on Sonoma? Yeah. I told you we were going to pass through this area. We're going to drive past the Windows XP hill on this trip, I think. Yeah, but unfortunately, it's not the best No, we can't conditions. show you. It's yeah, dark. Unfortunately. And I really <laughs> hope the video is looking good right now. I, I apologize sure if not. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that in mind, I actually have, a, actually had an idea. Um, we're at the 29 minute mark. What if we were to cut it in half? That way, the rest of the video tomorrow we could do it during the day. Okay. Yeah, you know. Want to do that? Because because I, I I went ahead. I don't know if you saw. I strategically set, uh, set your award video discussion as the first half of the podcast. Yay! <laughs> right? no, I didn't. I did not realize yeah, that. Because now we're at the 30 minute mark. So yeah. if we were to cut right now, I could do like a transition thing and be like, "Hey, we're back. Uh, we realized that the sun was so down that we just decided to do the rest of this during the day during our next part of the drive." Uh, it sounds like a good plan to That's me, cool. brother. Sweet. Did we cover all my awards? Was there a, were those the disruptors? Stay mobile. Yeah. Stay mobile. Uh, well, the other Nintendo Switch, but who cares? Um, that's that's <laughs> Stay Mobile and three, and then there's Disruptor. There's Best of of and the, oh, and then there's Viewer's Choice. Oh, Viewer's Choice. So let oh me just yeah, give let's a shout do that. Out to that. Yeah. Okay. So um, I just remembered um, as <laughs> hard cut. I just remembered that there was one more, and I think the reason why I forgot about it was because you were still getting your entries for it. I still am as we record this. So oh, by the okay. time this goes up, the Viewer's Choice Award will have been selected. That is the final Mr. Mobile 2018 award, and mm-hmm. it's chosen by viewers like you. <laughs> uh, so as I say, I think it's probably too late to vote by the time this airs, but uh, should I give it a, well, it won't be a spoiler. Well, why don't you put in well, like what what the top three were? I believe the trending top three were Galaxy Note 9. Okay. Huawei Mate 20 Pro, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what the other one was. Uh, I, I really don't. I don't. I don't know what it was. It, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like the OnePlus. It, it's possible. Yeah. 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 It may have been iPhone XS Max. I'm not sure. Mm. But um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing which one wins. And I've, I'm very, very eager to have that conversation in the comments because anytime you do an awards thing, as you know, Everyone's got opinions, and that's what's uh, that's what's pretty cool about it, because we all have different criteria for what best means, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So. Best, best is such a it's weird. Such a, it's almost a nebulous, just yeah, useless term. Such an odd thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so with that in mind, uh, since the sun has gone down quite quickly once we started recording this, something that we were halfway expecting, uh, we're going to go ahead and just sort of do a bit of a transition from here. We'll see you uh, once we have more sun in our next segment. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) 
As we take a short break to reset mainly our lighting as we started recording the next day, I want to tell you that the Pocket Now Weekly comes to you with the help of Caseta by Lutron. Today I want to talk to you about Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Control brought to you by Lutron, pioneers in smart home technology. With Caseta, you can schedule your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. And it does so just by you saying so with the help of Google Assistant, Amazon Alexa, the Apple HomePod, or whatever smart speaker you might use. In fact, you can connect Caseta to smart thermostats from Nest as well as smart cameras, smart locks, and a whole bunch more. For example, our producer extraordinaire Jules has set up his lights so that he can call for mood lighting whenever he watches all of the movies he doesn't have time to watch. Which leaves me wondering what moods he actually has, but, well, whatever. In any case, uh, get smart lighting and get it the smart way with Caseta by Lutron. Just search for C-A-S-E-T-A or check out Lutron.com to learn more. Caseta by Lutron, welcome home to peace of mind. Yeah. Hit record here, and I'm hitting record on this one. Dude, oh, I'm not even. My GoPro ain't even on, Saga. Oh, really? Oh, it's on, but it's not recording. Don't fuss with me, Saga. You ready to go with some. You ready, you ready to sing a boy band song? We're the, uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're the traveling telemarketers. So yeah, everybody. Buy <laughs> yeah. my vacuum cleaner. All right, here we go. <laughs> And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> uh, oh, we're passing Davis now. Welcome back to the PBS Telethon. <laughs> uh, we have switched seats this time. It's the day after that original first half of the podcast. So, uh, yeah, after coming back from our break uh, yesterday, or rather in the previous segment, we were talking about his awards, uh, the oh, right. the best products of 2018, as it were. But I kind of just want to talk for a little bit uh, very casually about 2018 in general. Like, I feel like this year has been... If, if things have been ramping up to better to, to, to more and more device releases and like more higher frequencies right I feel like this year was like the craziest in recent memory it's crazy because I think we said that about 17 as well oh really yeah well at least I did I was like oh my god I can't believe it smartphones are back baby we're not <laughs> it's not boring anymore and then yeah this year just October absolutely crushed it yeah uh, not necessarily in terms of quality though that may be true but just the quantity of stuff. Suddenly, yeah. you had phones everywhere. Mm-hmm. Was, didn't Isa post something on Instagram about... Uh, yeah, she did, yeah. Like she, every type of she had a little pose where it looked like she was being a little bashful, and she was like, oh, my God, I just wish... And then the, the if, you, if you look at it and you see uh, someone wrote, I just wish smartphones would stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is really how we felt, but I, I'm glad that it only really came up in mainly October. I'm glad that the entire year didn't quite feel like that. Oh, yeah, no, very true. At least it was a little confined, and we're getting a chance to catch up now. And, you know, you post a video uh, when you post it, and then what fortunately in our line of work, there's always someone there ready to say, a month late like always. Uh, <laughs> then you can get a nice, good rush of satisfaction by banning them forever. It's yeah. a great feel. We've been having so many discussions about the, the, the life of a, of a creator, the life of a tech YouTuber. I don't know what kind of term you want to say, but yeah, there's so many little quirks to this whole life of ours. There, there are. <laughs> and this is only like one facet of it is the fact that these phone manufacturers just don't seem like they want to stop. <laughs> there's so many phones that came out this year that even in the first half of the year, I feel like some people may have kind of forgotten, and I, I think that's a bit of a travesty. I mean, um, the Gal- the Galaxy S9, for example, the LG G7, um, even HTC phones from uh, earlier in the year that were exciting when they were first being announced. The Note 9? The Note 9, yeah, indeed. The Note 9 itself, and that's even a more recent 
release that is already feeling overshadowed by other phones just after it. Definitely, and that's the pace of this industry. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, which ones do you uh, are you do you particular ones that you're like sad aren't getting uh, aren't getting the FaceTime anymore? Pretty much, uh, pretty much any LG device. Yeah, LG has been a real sleepy sleepy time this year. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some incredibly sound things that are being done with uh, their phones, like the boombox. Yeah, sorry. I don't mean to say that like the products are, are snooze fests. I just mean, like, it seems like every time LG has released something, it's immediately been either superseded by something more splash-worthy mm -hmm. or, or buzz-worthy, uh, or it didn't really take hold in a way. Like G7. Yeah. Um, you didn't have... As I recall, there were... Maybe there was maybe one carrier partnership with that, right? In the it States? Must, and it's probably just AT&T, right? It's I usually... It Sprint. Oh, is it Sprint? Oh, okay. I, I can't remember. I'll, I, and then, so that was kind of a real stall in the U.S. Um, don't, you know, citation needed. Don't quote me on that one. But I, as I recall, the carrier deals were not as intense on that one. And then V40 rolls around, and V40 is like, we're on every carrier, and we're all like, hooray! And then I think something like 12 hours later, the P20 Pro drops and just sort of... Just sucks all the air out of the room in the A news little cycle. bit, yeah. Yeah, so poor LG this year. It's hard to it, it it's I, I can appreciate the fact that it's hard for these companies to know when things are dropping. <laughs> so they don't exactly know what the timing will do to a product release cycle. And it, it must be tough. I you don't know. know. I, I don't feel know for they, them. I don't know if they don't know as much as like they have a, a release window and they have to strategically, you know, make the make the most of it. Hmm. I will say, if I was LG, I might have made the same move on V40 because Huawei P20 Pro doesn't launch in the United States. That's true. So on one on one hand, like, eh, well, you know, whatever, we'll take that hit. Yeah, definitely. And I don't mean to say that LG has been a disappointment uh, by by any stretch of the imagination. There are certainly things that could have been done um, to not only not only get the phone in front of more eyeballs, but also in terms of some of the features, because obviously so many phones have come out that we're starting to see features actually proliferate in even more phones. Like the wide angle is now a thing in more than just LG phones, for example. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's about that. Yeah, exactly. And you've been using it, actually, the Mate 20 Pro a I've little bit. I've been using the Mate 20 Pro on this trip almost almost exclusively. Uh, I've just switched to the Note 9 for today. Probably bust out that V40 for some of the interior shots tomorrow just so we can evaluate its wide angle versus P20 Pro a little bit more now that some updates have landed. Oh, that Mate 20 Pro, you mean? Sorry, Mate 20 Pro. Yeah. Yeah, names. It's a little hard for me. To, I have to, okay, so some the, tangent. It's a little hard for me to do the uh, turning my head to, to, to see the uh, the other lane because of the mic. But Maybe it's nice. you should use it in the cluster. I was about to say. It's, it's <laughs> nice. As we're doing this road trip, uh, just a, another little tangent, a little bit of a, of a context uh, awareness here. Uh, we're on our way to yet another landmark, but it's not going to be Tahoe. Um, the reasons why, you can see in either of our videos. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> about this uh, particular vehicle we're in right now. And I'm in the driver's seat. I'm, I'm chilling out right now. This is nice. Yeah, this is, well, this is nice. I don't have to do anything. I'm just sit here. <laughs> So, is it fair for me to say I want to talk, I want to ask you what your what has disappointed you this year? That is fair for you to for can you we, to say. I, I would I'm have liked bit, you to warn me before we went on air so I could think about it. I know. I, I <laughs> and and at the same time, I'm thinking to myself like, just how far do we want to go with this particular? I, we're not. I don't want to disparage anybody. We just want to be empirical. We want to be objective about. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about being able to remember anything. Generally, a disappointing product will come and go, and then you just kind of forget about it because there's no time. You have to go think about the next thing people care about. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say the first thing that jumps to mind for me is, um, and 
I'm sorry, I don't know if you want to keep this to phones, but I'll just throw it out there because sure, sure. it still relates to a degree. It's the Surface Laptop 2 from Microsoft. Oh, um, everyone was telling me that that, I remember when it was announced, I should preface that. When it was announced, people were so excited for it. Yes, and, and myself included. Okay. Because the Surface Laptop first gen was such a comfortable machine. It was a pretty machine as well. Uh, it came in that lovely blue. You could type on that Alcantara and have that nice fabric beneath your palms. Mm -hmm. The Surface Laptop 2 is basically the same exact machine with some spec bumps on the inside. And while that's a typical complaint you hear in this industry, it's not just that I'm annoyed that it's an iterative bump. I'm annoyed that they didn't do the one thing that would have made it a 2018 machine, which is put USB-C in it. I know I'm a broken record about this, but guys, if you don't have USB-C in, in your product, I don't care if you're talking about an earbud charging case or a laptop, a desktop replacement laptop, Yeah, you, I can't take it seriously. You're already shooting yourself in the foot in terms of uh, like ubiquity among the tech. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see people, in, people in my comments are complaining because I've said this, in, I think, in the last three videos. But yeah, I can now charge everything I carry with me on with one cable. And if that cable, it, it, if that is not true, then I'm not going to carry that product. I'm sorry, the Surface Laptop 2 has no place in my bag if I have to carry around a Surface Blade charger with me. Well, you know, it's it's funny you mention that because I feel the same way in a slightly pivoted manner. Um, I have been testing USB-C earbuds huh. recently, mm -hmm. and... I love the fact that we're finally getting to a point where these earbuds could actually work with other devices than the ones they're meant to complement. Yes. So, for example, the the Razer Hammerhead uh, USB-C noise-canceling headphones that I actually think sound pretty good, but the noise-canceling is what I love about them. They're not going to really noise-cancel everything out, but even just a little bit goes a long way sometimes. Um, they work with my MateBook X Pro. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Yeah. You can plug into the USB-C. Exactly. It'll Either yeah. of the two USB-C ports, and there you go. I have, an, I have audio. And I was like, wow. So if USB-C is in every single product that I have, then they can all work in, 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 in uh, congruence. And I, yeah. I kind of look forward to that, actually. Um, I understand there's some people out there that are going to be like, yeah, but USB-C audio, where's the headphone jacks, blah, blah, blah. What's funny is that the MateBook has a headphone jack also, but since I only had those hammerheads on me, they still worked. And I was really happy about that. And it would be really nice when USB-C finally matures just to like get off the like you know brought to you by the USB-C coalition bandwagon <laughs> for a second like USB-C is still broken in a lot of ways like stuff that should be compatible mm -hmm. isn't and even if the port fits it doesn't mean that it's actually gonna gonna work for you every time I'm glad it works for you in that case yeah it's it's far from universal yeah uh, but it's nice to see that more things are starting to sort of just fall in line true uh, and yeah I, I have a, I have an anchor power brick that I connect a bunch of things to in order to charge my stuff I can connect my, my laptop or my phone or um, the, these GoPros <laughs> oh, yeah. to it to charge things. And, and that's nice. I hope it becomes more and more prevalent. Another great example of a, of a USB-C embracer since mm -hmm. Hero 5 or 6. I can't remember. Yeah, but something like fantastic. that. Fantastic. Yeah. Do not make me carry around an old micro USB cable to charge my stuff. I still have a few in my bag. You, you, have you just to. can't get away from it. Right. Yeah. Because, like, the minute you think you're free of it, like, a, a company will release a smartwatch, and they'll use a dock that's, like, you know, has a micro USB port. And you're like, you guys. 
Uh, where are you on? Sorry, I was waiting for somebody know, to turn. I, I, know. Know. We had a I was, traffic, I was, traffic situation. I was being very nice, and that person was. It's funny when you have that little pause. It's like an yeah. awkward handshake. Oh, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Oh, <laughs> T-bone collision. Oh, yeah, no. exactly. At least uh, they looked really slow. I was like, okay, I'll creep, creep, creep. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so you just mentioned uh, smartwatches. Like, where where do you stand on smartwatches in 2018 after everything we've seen? Well, we waited basically all year for the new version of Google's Wear OS to come out, right? And mm-hmm. that version looks pretty cool now that we've gotten to play with it a little bit and it's starting to trickle out on devices but so far the only thing i've used it on for a long time is the lg watch w7 oh and i'm still very envious of you for having that (laughs) oh well yeah but but here's the thing it's not a typical wear os experience because it it's the watch that has the analog hands mounted over the display yeah and that's fun that's a cool little thing it makes this a very special experience but it also introduces a ton a ton of compromises because the production pipeline was longer so they had to use the old snapdragon wear 2100 mm-hmm. um the, oh and scoggin did the same thing i was so disappointed yeah uh, there's no heart rate sensor which i don't really care about but some people do you know it's it's doesn't get the new battery life improvements that the 3100 brings blah 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 so that's really frustrating uh and i feel like we're still waiting for wear os to get some traction i think once fossil finally kicks in with all of its new 3100 stuff didn't they just fossil sport right yeah, Fossil Sport. Yeah. But I'm talking about the whole Fossil group. Oh, got it. And, you know, you, we've already got the Mont Blanc out, which should be waiting for me. I think I get to move into that one next. Nice. But that's a $1,000 smartwatch, True. which is absurd and never will not be absurd. You know, until these things can genuinely last for five years, <laughs> it's not a very good investment, right? I've made it very clear in my in my last one or two years of being in this industry. I'm such a proponent of the hybrids now. Of oh, the hybrid smartwatch? Yeah. yeah I, I love know. them so much. I know. You and uh, Anabong, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't... I can't get into them. I mean, like, I, I, I think they're they're really smart. But I still use a lot of the features of a smartwatch. I love reading whole emails on my smartwatch oh. and being like, archive. Because <laughs> Not me. Because I don't need to see it. Yeah. You know, I... I just I just keep going back to the same thing. I don't want, I don't want to sound like a broken record now either. But if I'm going to spend that much time looking at the screen on my wrist, I might as well just use that time looking at the smartphone screen anyway. Well, sure. So. I mean, unless you're driving or you're, you don't want to pull your phone out of your pocket. Or well, I mean, you know, this this experience notwithstanding, I'm generally not looking at any of those things when I'm driving anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and Gmail right does there. not come through Android Auto, so it's not like I'm gonna get and distracted. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. By design. I don't know. I mean, I feel like not much has changed in the smartwatch space this year, and we, I, I sort of wanted it to. I wanted this to be the second coming of, of Android Wear, but we'll have to wait until next year to see if to see if that pans out. Mm. I will say the software is definitely better, and the hardware has a lot of interesting potential with 3100 now. So yeah, we'll how see. about uh, how about these trends that we're starting to see, especially in very recent months, of certain form factors returning to smartphones, like the slider <laughs> <laughs> over the Oppo, like the Find well, X. you got the Oppo Find X, uh, the Xiaomi Mi Mix 3. You also have the Honor Magic 2. Uh-huh. Um, I prefer the mechanical, like physical slide over the motor, personally. Yeah, I, I get that the Find X motor is super cool it is super cool um but i i I was saying before that um i wanted to do a video on uh thanksgiving about what i'm thankful for this year and i wanted to be controversial about it whoa what's going on someone's off-roading over there someone is off-road oh no they weren't off-roading there's a road there we couldn't see and they were throwing up water that was a puddle they were splashing through what is this car that was incredible 
This is a branded vehicle. Oh, it's a Culligan water vehicle. Oh, interesting. Delivering that pure water. <laughs> we got um, some. We got some coming out of our tailpipe. We, we do. Could, we could donate. Uh, yeah, and we were told not to drink it, though. Yeah, no, no, no don't, drink, don't drink the hydrogen water. <laughs> um, I, uh, I wanted to do a video on Thanksgiving about what I'm thankful for in tech in 2018. Yeah. And I also wanted to be a little bit controversial and say I'm actually thankful for the notch. Not because You're I thankful actually... thankful for the notch. You're well, just being a contrarian. Hear now. me out, though. Hear me out. It's not because I actually like the notch. It's because I love that it made companies get you get get imaginative. Most definitely. Get unique. Get uh, creative with their solutions so that they didn't have to resort to notches. True facts. Um, and I think the Find 10 was the first one to really uh, hit Find the... X. I'll find X. I keep yeah. saying 10. It's confusing. <laughs> yeah. I think the Find 10 was the first one to really capture the, the consciousness a little bit because it was like, oh, the motor's back. Oh, it looks so cool. It's really, it, it looks really awesome. And it's like so, so uh, flashy. But then uh, I, I, that, that slider form factor, I'm just absolutely adoring that right now. Once I got my hand on the Xiaomi, and I don't have it yet uh, to, for review, that is, when I was in China and I was playing with it, it was just click, 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 click all day. It was so good. Most definitely. I miss moving parts on phones too. To an unreasonable degree. <laughs> uh, you always get people coming out of the woodwork saying, and it's, it's a valid point, I get it, more moving parts, the more opportunity for failure. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I think in that Oppo Find X video that I made, like, we went, guys, we went a decade where the clamshell form factor was the most prevalent in, in dumb phones, back when dumb phones were the only phones. Yeah. And you know, yeah, sometimes flips broke. Most of the time they didn't. Because yep. what do you know? When you engineer a product, you can deal with a moving part. Yeah. It's okay. And it's not like we're going to be holding these things in eight years going like, oh, I hope my phone doesn't break. You know, you're know, you going to buy a new one in two years anyway. Yeah, potentially. Uh, you said clamshell. Kind, of, kind of crappy, but it's the reality of it. <laughs> it, is, yeah, it is the reality. That's where tech is gone. Uh, that's what yeah. the last few years have, have shown us. Like, you're not going to get a smartphone and then use it for a long, long time. I just made this point in, my, uh, in a video that has yet to go live about my first cell phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like... The, you know, the, cell phone, the, not smartphone. That's right. And this phone has gotten so old that the petroleum, the, the petroleum in the rubber has started to destabilize. And the, the plastic is like turning into a liquid at some points of the body. And the, that was a phone from 2001. Like, these things were never meant to last, even back then. Yeah. We have been in this throwaway consumer culture since then. It's just the way the way it is right now. Mm -hmm. it sucks. You mentioned clamshell, and I have this. You were you were mentioning like moving parts of a clamshell, and if they were broken and whatnot. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever like like bent their 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 flip phones in the other direction so much that it actually cracked in half. I've never seen anybody with then like you, two halves of a clamshell phone. Well, then you've never worked in a in a Sprint retail store. Oh sure, friend. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> People that makes used to sense. come in with a busted in half flip phone all the time. <laughs> but you know, it's it, it it's just like. People think that that's going to happen the moment you introduce a moving part to something, and no, yeah. not if it's well built. And if it's not well built, then well, I don't know. It's it's almost like we should have a cadre of reviewers who cover this stuff and <laughs> tell you that uh, you might want to watch out for it. Indeed, uh, and that is exactly what people are going to be asking us when foldables yes. finally come in. So, uh, did you watch the the Samsung developer? No, okay, I did not. but you know of the yeah. the F or whatever they're going to call yeah. it, the Flex or I don't know. Whatever. I'm still I'm still not too sure what the the terminology should be, um, but the foldable. And yeah. uh, uh, how excited are you for that particular trend? We finally got an announcement about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of really bad products at first. <laughs> You're going to have compromises in the screen. Remember the LG G Flex from back in the day? I miss it. It had a curt me too. 
and it had that curved display. But in order to get that, they had to make this display that like couldn't reproduce whites. Like mm. it looked like wet newspaper. I think someone said, and it was a perfect characterization of those colors. Um, but then by the second generation, that display had gotten a lot better. So we're going to see a lot of compromises. Probably going to be a very very bad phone in its first iteration, <laughs> uh, and we'll have to we'll have to wait through a few generations until it gets good. What's your what's your take on uh, Google saying that they will support this new form factor wholeheartedly with Android? Like, what are the use case scenarios other than uh, you got a tablet now? <laughs> like, That's well, all you need, though, isn't it? Is it really? Like, is it just going to be big screen experience? Because um, I, I want to, I want, I, w I would hope that there is some sort of uh, some sort of functionality that comes with the fact that the screen will actually fold upon itself. Like, what do you want? I don't know. I can't think of it. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just keep thinking to myself that uh, Axon M. Where it try, I know it's the opposite direction, but ZTE folding quote folding phone. Yeah, the the dual screen type thing. But if you have two full size smartphone screens that together can be used as a much bigger uh, apparatus, uh, can you like? Can you cut the middle and use a dual screen experience? Like, can that be an can can that can multi window finally become yeah. exactly what it's meant to be? <laughs> yeah, I think it can. But then you've got to think well, factor in a bunch of time for developers to rebuild their apps, and are they going to do that? Right. Yeah. Even now, you long press the button in Android, and it's like, no, the app you're using doesn't support multi window. You can't do that. Hmm. You know, and multi window has been built into Android for a couple generations now. So. You know, it, it, it's it's all going to be whether people stand up and demand it, I think, mm -hmm. and then whether Google follows through and, and, and incentivizes developers to, to build for that stuff. But the point is, we don't know. It's so f it's such a strange idea mm. that we have no idea at this point what what, what the possibilities expect. are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just like the idea of like having a big old screen when you want and having a pocketable device when you don't. Yeah, even though it's that thing's going to be thick. I know. It's going to be thick. And like and, I say, it's one of the things that's going to suck about it at first. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but we've always said that, you know, for, for features or bigger batteries, we wouldn't mind a thicker device. So this is like kind of going all in on that on that idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will test that uh, with with this category of devices. But I think a lot of, you know, the consumer stuff that's, that's worth buying is a long ways off there. Yeah. I, I haven't even used convertible laptops or convertible uh, tech a whole lot. I remember the last thing I was super jazzed about was, the Asus Transformers, uh -huh. where you can put the phone into a dock that that made it become a tablet. Oh, that was the pad phone. Phone pad, 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 pad phone. Yeah, pad phone. My, my apologies, it is pad phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you, even you, you're using the Pixel Slate right now that can be technically converted into like a laptop experience because of a keyboard that you can attach to it. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm still conventional in the sense that I use a general laptop. I haven't used any convertibles, so that this might actually be a new frontier for me, that a, a phone can become a tablet in one go yeah no I, I what's weird is I'm with you on that like you know I find Microsoft's surface line like the regular surface you mm -hmm. know the tablet with the optional keyboard to be fascinating and futuristic and awesome but also totally not compatible with my use case. Mm. I'm literally doing laptop work so often that for me, a Surface laptop is a much better fit, or a yes. Surface book, something that, so I feel you completely on that. So while I advocate for these bigger form factors, sometimes, man, <laughs> there's something to be said for a proven design. Yeah, you just right? can't, yeah, sometimes, the, 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 the tried and true yes. should always be around, even if the new stuff is, uh, is encroaching on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, iPad Pro, great example. It's just not, uh, I, I love all the people who are saying it's the best iPad ever made. 
great, but it's still iOS. Like, it's not going to replace my laptop anytime soon. Yeah, although, uh, you know, I am starting to see now with this generation um, glimmers of that possible future. Oh. Watching um, uh, Jonathan Morrison uh, edit a, a full video on, a, on an iPad Pro on YouTube was a was quite an experience. I, I did was not, like, I, I actually can't didn't believe that. I actually didn't watch that. What did what did he use? Was it Rush? No, it wasn't Rush. It was another program that I can't. Uh, Cyber director comments. Or... Comments. Help us out. <laughs> uh, whatever it was, it mm-hmm. was a it was something to watch. A video edited on an iPad with no fans in 4K uh, with an Apple pencil instead of a mouse. Oh wow! And, I mean, that's my a, a dream. Yeah. So I don't have to carry around a big MacBook Pro. You know. Yeah, that is true. But, or, or like I was saying, I think either it was last week or the week before, bring the iPad Pro and a Mac Mini <laughs> <laughs> and use that new product that someone used to make, to the make iPad, a monitor. Yeah, to make it a monitor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fairly portable set. Yeah. I mean, you got to plug in, but it's a fairly right. portable set. Yeah. But it's a soft gap, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's that's a that's an exciting possible future. Mm-hmm. So for these for these last uh, number of minutes uh, for this potentially one hour show, this is yeah, um, yeah. we're we're about there. Um, what are you looking forward to in 2019 then? Because I know we're going to see each other next week uh, in Hawaii. Uh, there's still the entire month of December to like look back on 2018 for. But I figured this is a perfect way for us to do it in, in this car, you know, for the long haul that we have. Uh, so why not look a little bit more in the future? What's 2019 got for you that you think you're going to enjoy? Sure. And I have to like just go on the fly real quick because I haven't thought about this question long enough for a better answer. But I, I will say this. The Lenovo... Yoga C930. By the way, Lenovo, maybe think about think about the brand names a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, it's like Sony. He's like, WH1000XM3. Exactly. Killer. Yeah. yeah, I'm drooling already. Didn't I call them, when I first got the Mark IIs, I called them the Cancel Cans. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I'll take a tacky name like that over like a jumble of numbers and letters. Well, even then, like uh, Lenovo, um, now that we're on this topic, you know, if it's a yoga... Right. Why not name it some sort of pose? The yoga. Oh, no, no, get out! <laughs> You've crossed the line. The now. yoga. See? The yoga asana. Call it the YOLO. Call it the, the YOLO the, Federal Credit Union. Yeah. That sounds good. Oh my goodness! There's actually a, there's YOLO, actually Federal. a YOLO Federal Credit Union. That's pretty cool. Hey, so what I'm saying this is, is a foreign C930 concept to me right a, here. Is a, yeah. <laughs> the roundabout. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's a laptop that, and the reason I bring it up is because what I'm looking forward to in 2019 is more more devices that rethink what their role is. Hmm. How many laptops have I played with that that have a uh, have a stylus that you can use with them? But there's no place to put the stylus. So hmm. you have to carry it in your bag. The C930 gives you a silo like a Galaxy Note. How many laptops have I had to put a sticker over the front-facing camera on because I'm uh, either paranoid or prudent, depending on your point of view. Oh, man, that's, that, that's a whole podcast right there. It is. Well, the C930 puts a cover right in there. It's built oh, into nice. the friggin' laptop, and it's not thick. It's not dumb. It puts a massive sound bar in the hinge. It's just a... I mean, I've used it for two days. I don't know if it's a great laptop. It could be total crap. From what... If it delivers on on, on making a, a solid Windows experience, I mean, it's it's my, favorite, my new favorite laptop. So for 2019, I'm looking forward to existing form factors that realize they can do things better and doing those things better. Mm. Um, and uh, also new little categories coming back, like that little GoPro, what's it? 
uh, not GoPro. Oh, the... The people don't invite me to their events, and I don't like <laughs> The Osmo Pocket. Yeah, DJI, yeah. Yeah, the DJI Osmo Pocket, which yeah. looks like a nice little nifty camera. I love that you can connect that thing to any smartphone on the uh, like over on the side, uh, mm -hmm. make it a big old monitor. Um, but yeah, it's, it's ingenious. Yeah. And it's bringing back that handheld digital camera that we had back in the days the of Flip. Flip. The Flip Me Exactly. Mino. I miss so, that so much. So, yeah, and we'll see if it survives or if people say, you know, no, the stabilization I get on my iPhone XS or my Pixel 3 is fine. Yeah. But I, I love, I love it. I love any time a company is like, let's experiment with either a new thing or making an old thing better. Refresh an old thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. What about you? Um, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I actually look forward to um, whatever the next generation of our gaming consoles are. Uh, That's what I really want to see happen because yes. uh, the PS4 and the Xbox are um, really due for a refresh or an upgrade of some sort. But uh, on the on the topic of pocket and mobile, the apparently there might be a new Switch, and I'm really curious what that would look like. I've heard that rumor too. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch Two. Switch Two, Switch Pro, perhaps. Oh. Um, and I want to know what that would look like, and to see if other companies are going to move towards that. Because if there's one thing that we're seeing a lot more of in 2018, this is a trend we didn't even really touch upon in this podcast. The gaming phone is now a thing, and I want to oh. see that evolution. So if the Switch Pro comes out with Nintendo making more IPs, not just for it, but also for mobile, everyone else got to step their game up, man, and it looks like they're trying. It looks like uh, Asus, Razer, yep. um, everyone's trying. We've got the... uh, Xiaomi makes one, Nubia mm -hmm. makes one. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more of that because a mentality I've always had in the computing realm is a gaming machine is so it, it it can be so powerful and so good that it can handle pretty much any other task. Right. So a gaming phone hopefully will fit that description as well, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. No, I strongly agree with that. And and but that's another thing where the ecosystem has to keep up with it and catch up with it. Like I've had these gaming phones and it's been great, but frankly, mobile games as they stand right now are still not as compelling to me as the kind of stuff you can get on even the Switch. Mm -hmm. Which a lot of people, you know, just like turn their noses up at because you can't play, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 on it, you know, because it's not a very, it's not a power console that's all about power. Yeah. Um, but it still has those Nintendo exclusive titles that I think are worth the price tag alone. Well, I mean, uh, there's a, there's a rumor going around that a patent because a patent was just uh, signed off on by Sony that kind of looks like a Vita, a Vita successor. Oh, what was the Vita? Uh, the Vita was their portable. Their, uh, oh, the, the PS Vita. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You remember that clumsy product placement in House of Cards? <laughs> yes. Kevin Spacey's like, hey, is that a PS Vita? <laughs> I'm like, what? Sony, what are you? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I think I think we've done it. I think that's good. You know, we're on our way to our next destination. Um, you I don't tell. Do I don't. I don't know where we're going. <laughs> is it going to demonetize this podcast if I say it? Um, we're literally going to a monument called the Glory Hole. A Glory Hole. You can give them a quick uh, explanation because I've never even known about this thing. We're just going by wineries, and that's all I want to go to right now. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing, actually. I should take some more video. It's beautiful here in Northern California. Uh, we're going to a big old drain. Uh, <laughs> do, you do a, do a YouTube search for a Glory Hole, where I think No, 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 don't Google well, Glory. Don't, oh, my God, yeah, don't. Uh, do, do a search for uh, d the Devil's Gate. Yes. Um, 
or just Big Drain. You'll find it. Yeah, and Big Drain, uh, Sonoma, in Sonoma, California. The minute you see um, the thumbnail, you will know what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Uh, since we're since we're here, I'm driving. I can't necessarily look at the script that Jules makes me every single week. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do the outro after this. So uh, thank you so much for being on, brother. Hey. Thank you so much for even for having. having me, you, you you're the one who had me on this drive. So I have to thank you. So <laughs> so happy. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had it any other way. This has oh, been amazing. Thank you so much, and uh, thank you for being on. And we've been able to do this. This is a really different format. We're gonna do this at CES. I bet you this this whole format. Uh, if, yeah. it, if it turns out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's go and go on to the outro where I'll tell you how to follow Michael and how to follow myself and how to follow Pocket Now. So, boop. All right, cool. The perfectly half an hour right there. That was 30 minutes perfectly. Outstanding. So do I'll you just, wanna, are you going to keep the cameras rolling for it? Uh, no, no, no. I'm okay. just going to do it off camera somewhere else. Uh, boom. <laughs> And with that, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Hope you enjoyed this kind of crazy yet really fun and unique episode of the Pocket Now Weekly. I just thought if I was going to be out the entire week with a great personality and a great friend like Michael Fisher, I wanted to make sure we had a podcast where it was just the two of us discussing all of these forms of tech. And uh, with that in mind, I want to make sure that I get all of you in on the conversation. Make sure you let us know what your favorite pieces of tech or your favorite memories of tech in 2018 were by shouting us out on social media with the hashtag PNWeekly. Also, the weekly is just as much a conversation as it is a show, so make sure you make your voices heard either in the comment sections down below or by emailing us, podcast at pocketnow.com. Michael Fisher is, of course, found at the Mr. Mobile, found on Instagram and Twitter, so make sure you follow him and his YouTube channel that you can find. He is, of course, Mr. Mobile. And I can be found at JVTechT. You know me by now. I am JV. I love tech, and I love to drink tea. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube in English and Espanol, where you can find more news on the Pocket Now Daily and Pocket Now Adadio every weekday. We would really appreciate all of your feedback through Google, Apple, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, or wherever you might be streaming us. Because without you, we would not have been able to make this show for 334 crazy weeks straight. So that's that. We're going to call it on this one. And whatever you're doing, stay fresh, folks. <laughs> and we will see you on the next one.